Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I am doing uh, a subscriber-requested topic, uh, what level of marital conflict is healthy for kids to witness. So this is like a question that I ask... um, Rather, I don't ask it. I get asked it, and I will go into this in a little bit of detail as soon as you press on subscribe. Um, uh, everybody wants to hear more and more of these episodes, so this is a good way to make sure that you can hear all the 20 that are available and any upcoming ones, probably the one after this um, on couples and money, I will make subscriber only. That one's going to be about... Um, uh, a subscriber asked me about the most common issues that I see couples come into when they have financial issues. They come into session. What do they discuss? So like a lot of, you know, spender versus saver, what kind of personality types go along with what, who manages the money is one, the priorities, what to spend on, impulse control, how uh, people deal with joint versus, you know, non-joint budgeting, etc. So that's going to be a subscriber only episode. But now let's get back to the topic at hand, which is what level of marital conflict is okay. So obviously, I've discussed a lot that if you grew up in a home with a lot of conflict, as I did, as many other people do, that is super toxic. And that leads to a lot of cortisol release, anxiety disorders, depression, a lot of issues in kids. And I will link you to my articles on this and on how you shouldn't really delude yourself that your kids don't notice your conflict because they definitely do. And there's a whole tense atmosphere of the home and the kids develop a lot of problems because they're constantly walking on eggshells, trying not to upset anybody and hoping that today's going to be a good day, much as they do in homes with alcohol or other substance use. So there doesn't have to be substance use for kids to grow up like adult children of alcoholics. That's what I call adult children of dysfunctional families. So they have much the same issues. So, um, however, this person said, and it's a good question that others say, can you explain healthy conflict versus unhealthy conflict in front of kids? Don't they need to see some level of conflict to learn, such as watching mom and dad disagreeing on where to eat or seeing a promise that was broken, but then also see the conflict resolved? So, yeah, sure. I mean, disagreeing on where to eat, yeah, definitely, as long as you end up eating, right? And one person doesn't end up like throwing something at the other person saying, fuck you, I don't want to eat with you anyway. Um, Yeah, sure. Basically, uh, the hallmark here, if you need like a rule of thumb, is if you would have this fight with a friend in front of your kid, have it with your spouse in front of your kid. So if like you would go back and forth with a 
close girlfriend and be like, do you want Chinese? No. Well, okay. Do you want Mexican? Well, all right. You know, or like maybe like your sister, just pick somebody that like you don't really fight terribly badly with, but that, you know, you can also assert yourself with anything like that is fine, you know, but anything where it goes into crazy, dramatic threats, silent treatment, uh, people, uh, storming out of rooms, all that's bad. You know, and if if you want to, if you fight like that, then you should be going to a couples counselor if you have kids, because they need to teach you how to interact differently so that then when your kids see the different healthier interactions, they have something to model on. Currently, you've got nothing to teach them. So, you know, don't teach them your terrible ways of resolving conflict. Um, instead, teach them nothing. It's always better to teach a kid nothing when you got nothing to teach them than to teach them something bad. Um, so what I think that this person though may be talking about is the distinction between like being completely passive and avoidant and asserting yourself. Certainly assert yourself. You're, if your spouse says, I want to eat Chinese, you say, I want to eat Italian, nobody dies, you know? Um, so feel free to say, I'd rather have Italian, sweetheart, you know? Great. And then if they're like, well, no, we always have Italian, then you guys can like resolve it again, as long as nobody starts to get really out of control, raise their voice, name call and uh, other toxic fighting techniques, you know, where you are scaring your kid and you'll know um, if you fight too much in front of your kid, if they're like, stop fighting. Okay, like it's super easy to tell because most people are going to have a kid that says stop fighting. Sometimes the kid is too scared to say that. But if you're in, in that bucket, you probably know it already and you don't need me to tell you. But um, if your kid has ever said stop fighting, you're fighting too much. Because if it's just you going back and forth a little bit and asserting yourselves, they're not going to say that because there's really no fighting to be had, to be observed. So, um, if you're, if you're thinking though, that that means that one of you needs to agree with the other one all the time on everything, that isn't the case. Like, um, forget about this stupid one about the, the food. I mean, it's a good example cause you know, but most people can tell how that could be resolved. So what about an example? Like you say, I want to go out tonight and your spouse says, but I thought I was going out tonight. And you say, but I told you about this mom's night out event like three times. And he's like, but my boss isn't going to listen to about your mom's night out event. And I have to show up for happy hour. So then what if, if so both of you are asserting yourselves, hopefully you can then resolve it. And one of you will say, all right, well, look, how can we do it? Can you go a little bit late? Can I go a little bit early? Or one of you might be like, all right, fine. It's for your work. But next time I really want to go or, and then the other one will be like, all right, well, when you get home, I'll go, whatever. That that's a good thing for kids to see because you're modeling what you would want them to do with a sibling or a friend. So you're figuring something out together, right? So that makes sense. You're figuring it out. But again, if it goes into anything where you're like, what the fuck? You know, you're always doing this shit to me. And, or let's say that you're not a cursor. But if you're like, you're always doing this to me. You don't value me at all. You don't value who I am for this family. You don't value being a stay-at-home mom, do you? You know why that is? It's because of your mother. No, your kid never needs to hear that. They never need to hear it. That's not going to help them learn anything about the world. Never going to help them uh, learn anything except how to be in an unhappy marriage. So if you are problem solving, 
Good. If you are character assassinating, if you're saying anything bad about each other's personalities as a whole, no. Kid never needs to hear that. So it's never going to help them figure out how to do anything but also be a below-the-belt toxic fighter. And if that is how you fight and you have kids, you really ought to get into couples counseling immediately to figure it out so that you can, in fact, learn different ways of interacting and understand which techniques of fighting are actually pretty toxic. And I'll tell you where you learned them right now is at home. Obviously, that's going to be your default. If you heard unfair fighting at home, that's what you're going to be doing now in your intimate relationship. No kidding. And it's not your fault. It's what you learn. But you've got to get it under control. You owe that to your kids. So again, so you do not have to agree with everything that your spouse says. Problem solving is good. Also, if they hurt your feelings and they can um, and you can, you can say that. So let's say you come downstairs in a dress that is silver with sequins and your husband is like, oh, like you look like a, you know, disco ball. And he doesn't mean that you look fat, right? But like any woman will be like, oh my God, he means I look like a sphere. And so let's say that you can't help yourself. And let's say that you just get really red in the face and you tear up, right? And you're like, what? Like what you hate? Wow, that's not what? And like, you're like even stuttering. You're like upset. And then your husband is going to be like, oh my God, what? I didn't mean that. That was a stupid joke. I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. You look great. I'm sorry, right? So if your kid sees that, they're probably going to come over and be like, yeah, mommy, it's okay. I like your dress, mommy, right? So then that's like not bad. That shows sometimes you say something stupid, somebody's feelings get hurt, you repair it. However, what should you not show your kid? Let's say you come downstairs, you're dressed in your dress, and your husband purposefully, because you guys have a very bad dynamic, says, you look like a fucking disco ball in that dress. I told you you shouldn't have had that extra bread yesterday at dinner. Your kid never needs to hear that kind of stuff. So yet again, what are we saying? Anything that is mean, anything that is personal, anything that is attacked on character, name calling, things that go beyond the topic at hand. So if your uh, dinner conversation devolves into, and this is what you did uh, on our very first date, you didn't let me pick the restaurant and that's how I should have known not to get involved with you. Kid never needs to hear that. So basically what we're saying is (laughs) at anything that could happen with a friend, a misunderstanding, a disagreement that is then rectified, a compromise, those sorts of things are are fighting that your kid can hear. Anything that is loud, uh, stressful, anything that you would not, hey, how about this one? Anything you wouldn't do in front of a friend, don't do in front of your kid. If people just literally followed that rule, then like they wouldn't fuck up their kids. But it's really, really hard because you're always feeling under attack and when you're in a dysfunctional marriage and like the other person is uh, about to or just did hurt you and then you're going to defend yourself. And it's this crazy, stressful, conflictual back and forth, you know? So then your judgment goes on hiatus and you don't have your judgment anymore. You start to say terrible things to each other in front of your kids and you forget that your kids are absorbing literally all of it and learning how to talk to their partners and later their own kids. That's uh, a good uh, sobering thought. If you're saying to your husband, oh, you're such a fucking asshole or whatever, and which people do literally in the middle of couples counseling and, you know, like well, when you hear one day, 
your kids saying the same thing to their spouse or to their kid, even worse, then you're going to know where it came from and you're going to be very ashamed. So, so that you don't consign yourself to that fate, think about now the importance of going to counseling and figuring out how to fight differently with your spouse and for some of you, if you should really be in your relationship, because there are some relationships that are just so fraught with toxicity that you can't get out um, well, the, of the pattern. And there's just so much water under the bridge. Your partner doesn't want to go to counseling. Nobody really um, can kind of move out of this pattern and the whole relationship isn't, isn't really going to work. So you need to kind of figure that out. You owe it to your kid to figure that out. So hopefully this clears up a lot about what normal conflict could be, which is stuff that you would not be ashamed to have videotaped and shown to people that you work with, for example, and uh, toxic conflict, which is stuff that you would be ashamed to have your coworkers or your friends see. Now, um, if it, there's also the fact like not everything is couples counseling. You yourself, if you do a deep dive, may be the problem. And so you could have come from a home where there was a lot of fighting and your fighting gets out of control. You are the one that gets out of control. Your spouse may not be perfect. Your spouse may be very frustrating, but you may know that they're, that what your fights look like look a lot more like what um, you grew up with than let's say what your spouse grew up with. In this case, individual counseling can really help you alone figure out how to self-regulate and get your levels of anger down so that you don't continuously say impulsive things, particularly in front of the children that you regret. Also, you may say, I'm on the opposite end. I'm somebody who cannot even say I would rather get Italian food and then goes to my grave never having asserted myself at all. That is something that obviously individual therapy can work on a lot better than couples counseling because you're focusing on why you yourself find it so threatening and intimidating the very idea of saying something that goes against somebody else. And so in this case, what you're worried about isn't that your children aren't learning about appropriate conflict. You are worrying that your children are not learning to assert themselves because you as their role model are one of their role models are not asserting yourself. So counseling and introspection and um, just really practice can help with asserting yourself and figuring out who you are and what you want and what you need. And, you know, if you grew up in a home with a dysfunctional parent that never let you figure out what you need and what you want, then this is all weird to you to even think of the idea that you could want something or you could have a different opinion from somebody else. So think deeply about the sort of marriage that you want your kids to see in any of this stuff. You want them to see a marriage where people work together, uh, where people can assert themselves and show their opinions, where there is grace and forgiveness on both sides, where there is affection, where a fight, um, a little fight, let's say it is just uh, the disco ball thing, where like you would forgive your husband for um, mistakenly implying that you look like a spher spherical disco ball in your dress, you know, and you would say, 
uh, it's okay, I know that you didn't mean to when you calm down, right? So you also do not want, you know, to show your kids a dynamic where somebody is always apologizing and never getting forgiven. And then there's like this litany of complaints against them. As I said before, that's a pretty toxic way to fight. So in the disco ball dress situation, you would not want to say to your husband in front of the children or really ever, you know, remember this toxic fighting stuff, it's not just what you don't want to do in front of your kids. It's what you don't want to do. So your kids could be out of the house. Don't do it then either. You know, like learn how not to do it. And as I said, that's couples counseling. It's hard work. It's practice. It's reading. It's, it's figuring out that like, there's a whole different way of interacting that you probably didn't learn. So anyway, you wouldn't want your kid to see you say, yeah, well, you're always insulting me. You're always hurting my feelings. You're so insensitive. None of this shit is inappropriate to say in front of your kids. It's just not, it makes them feel like trash. They're hearing it. They're identifying with the person that's being berated. They are identifying with you, the supposed victim of this attack. They don't know who to identify with. Their cortisol's racing through their brain. They feel like garbage, right? So always err on the side of less conflict in front of your kids. It's a high-level problem to have, as anybody who grew up in a very conflictual home can attest to. It's a high-level problem to have to worry about uh, giving, letting your kids see more conflicts so they learn how to resolve it. That's a better problem to have. And we shouldn't even really call it that. We should just say, Why, um, should I assert myself in front of my kids so that they can see that you know two people in a relationship both have opinions uh, and can problem-solve? Sure, yes, that you should do. But anything that really smacks to your kid of, of fighting, you don't need to fight in front of your kids for any reason. They don't need to learn how to fight. They, if, if things crop up, which they may, then try to resolve them quickly, you know, and in a way that you would be proud of if it was later broadcasted live, you know, to all your friends and family. Because, um, and in a way that you would be proud if your children replicated with their own significant others later on. And so you want to be confident and you want to be gracious and you want to be kind. And if you can do those things, then your child will be learning positive communication and relationship skills from you and you can be proud of that. And again, counseling of all kinds, both individual and uh, couples can help with this, especially if you did not learn it at home. All right. So great question. And thanks so much for the question. Hope everybody got something out of this. And please again, subscribe if these are adding value to your life. And I'll talk to everybody soon.